Sorry, I'm taking me back with my face mask off. <laughs> I was wondering what the hell that was about. Uh, just winging it, winging it. Anyway, good evening. It is the 27th of February. It's a Thursday night. It's two minutes past nine. This is the big kickoff here in Liffey Sound. 96.4 FM with myself, Dave, and himself, Roy. How do? Brilliant. We have so much sport to get through yeah. tonight, don't we? A little bit too much? Never. <laughs> we, we can stretch it out to a two-hour show. Only for we need to get home. Oh, yeah. Uh, true, yeah, true, 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 true. How's yeah. everything anyway? Under that? Yeah, uh, just very briefly on the coronavirus, because obviously uh, Italy and Ireland's not going to go ahead next week. Uh, behind closed doors, matches in Italy. Um, as I say, just before I came in, a Serie C player, tour division in Italy, has been diagnosed. He's the first professional player been diagnosed with the coronavirus. So uh, very much a watch this space, and it could really kind of get around Europe and really affect, obviously, modern-day life, but obviously in, in, the, our, in our world, sporting life. first cases in Ireland. Well, not Rumoured up the north, north, yeah. So, yeah, it, it means it's going gonna, it's gonna to yeah. happen, isn't it? Yeah. It's going to yeah. be everywhere, so it's just how we all deal with it. So. Yeah. You just hope the likes of Cheltenham and stuff like that doesn't get You look forward, yeah, of course, yeah. It could be massive. So, look, it is what it is. Watch this space. Um, But, yeah, the big one for us in Ireland is obviously the the, the Six Nations game. So, what have we got coming up, my man? Yeah, we've got Peter Moore from TheBigKickoff.com. He's going to talk to us about the... I don't like cricket. ...World Cup, the T20 Women's World Cup. And he's going to let us know, well, how the teams were looked at beforehand... And also how it's playing out. How it's playing out now. So and, and, yeah. I, and I got up this morning. I, it wasn't per choice. I had to get up at five <laughs> o'clock to do a feed. What game did you watch? And watch the India and New Zealand, and it was a really interesting game. Yeah, because India three from three. They beat Australia. It was a big yeah. shock. So they got the win again. Didn't so they? we may talk about yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, of course, we're going to talk about. I mean, there's a new Hall of Fame for the Premier League. There, have to have a little debate. I I'd say we might be fairly close. I've t- I've two already. It's yeah. only two, isn't it? It's only two. Don't yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll be. I'm, I'd be shocked it's if it's different. It's going to be tough, though, isn't it? Ah, uh, listen, teams, no matter who you players. say, even if they're the most two obvious, there'll be serious offence. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, it is what it is. We'll talk about that. Fury Wilder, obviously. Of course, Fury Wilder, where it's the, wor- go. the world rankings, how do, how they all fare out, what way it's going to work out, and uh, yeah, there's loads to talk about. Absolutely. So we're going to come up with a song, and I said I'd take it on here because my boss, is, i.e., my princess Neve, just before she goes to bed, she wanted to hear a song. So anyway, this is uh, John Gibbons' remix of "If You Want to Be Loved" by Picture This. So once this is over, go to bed, Neve. <laughs> Alone in our hotel room Your skin on mine I don't know if I should tell you But I feel alive Only when I am laying next to you Yeah, welcome back to the big kickoff on Liffey Sound 96.4 FM with the Women's T20 World Cup starting last Friday, the 21st, we decided to get Peter Moore in from TheBigKickoff.com to keep us up to date on every 6, 4 and wicket over the past week. Peter, welcome to The Big Kickoff. Uh, yeah, good evening, Ray. Good evening, Dave. Good evening to your listeners as well. Hey, Hello, how are things? Listen, Peter, there's some differences in the women's game compared to the men's game. Slight touches. Uh, could you just point them out for us? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Basically, the rules are virtually the same, Roy. Yeah, I suppose the main difference, more than anything, is um, bowling speeds, run-ups with women, etc., are a little bit slightly different than, shall we say, what the men's game is. Um, I, I think the main difference, more than anything, is the fact that what you will notice if you do watch women's cricket is you'll see, as I say, women's speeds of bowling is significantly slower uh, than what the men's is, more than anything else. But, you know, it doesn't take nothing away from the fact that the women don't bowl particularly quick because there is some very reasonably quick, fast bowlers out there, it has to be said, around the world yeah. as well. But, what are I top mean, speeds, Peter, that, if you don't mind me asking? What are the top speeds? Right? What would they hit? What would their top speeds be hitting? Well, for instance, you know, let's put it in context, Roy. I mean, a, 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 a very quick, fast bowler in the men's game, you're probably talking about getting well over 100 miles per hour, okay? Very well over 100. Women, to be fair, probably the quickest would be probably notching round about 80, 85, mm-hmm. um, which isn't bad, true, but in comparison to the men's game, it would be an awful lot slower, yes. Is there different size ball, different size field? No, 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 no. I mean, to be fair... Um, 
they still play on the same sort of pitches. Uh, they use the same type of balls as well. Um, there isn't really you know, a difference in, in that aspect of it at all as such. Um, I know some people think that because the women play cricket, they play it on a smaller outfield. But trust me, the answer to that is no. <laughs> uh, I mean, this current uh, Cricket World Cup, uh, T20 Cup that's going on at the moment is being played in Australia. And it's been played in all the big grounds in Australia as mm. well. The Perth, Sydney's, etc., which is what the men have always played on as well. And trust me, there's no sort of significant difference in length of uh, wicket pitches, etc. as well. No, no. So, you know, overall, they virtually match the men in... Uh, almost every department. Great. Before we head into the action, Peter, give us a little preview on the teams and how they were seen before the first ball was bowled. Well, basically, the current holders going into this uh, were Australia. Um, I mean, that, that they virtually went into this as unbeaten. Um, I think they'd only lost about two matches in about their last 31. They have always been the form side. Like I say, they are the current holders. Uh, two years ago, England got to the final. But Australia admittedly were far too pure and far too good for them. So Australia started the campaign as rightly so. as bookmakers which put them as very much odds-on favourites. Plus, of course, uh, the competition is being held in Australia. So the wickets in particular... Uh, Australian girls are going to be much used to more than anything else. England, likewise, are going to be, or were going to be one of the uh, favourites also as well. How the competition works is um, you've got uh, 10 teams. They're divided into two groups. You've got Group A, which is India, Australia, New Zealand, Sri Lanka and Bangladesh. And then Group B, that consists of England, the West Indies, uh, South Africa, Pakistan and Thailand and I must mention Thailand because uh, they are making their debut in this current Women's World T20 World Cup. They At the expense of Ireland. To get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's a new name for, uh, for uh, uh, women's cricket as well, <laughs> which is always good to, to hear as well. So, uh, Thailand were pitted in Group B. Now, on paper, I know, as we all know, guys, uh, yeah. no sports ever played on paper. But on paper, you'd have to say England's group, i.e. Group B, potentially is probably the easier one out of the two. So therefore, England went into this competition as, as one of the favourites. Yes, admittedly not as strong as what to Australia. But on the very first day, as can happen in sport, of course, it conjures up with so many unpredictable things. Um, India beat Australia, which was a really big surprise on that opening first match as well. And that set the tone already for some interesting uh, matches. Uh, India certainly are one of the form sides. They've played three already in Group A. Mm. They've won all three. Uh, so therefore, they've qualified for the semi-final. It was the top two of each group then qualified for the semi-final. So India are through in Group A. Uh, Australia... Despite that loss, they've come back, as, a, as only Australia can, with a couple of victories. So they probably look like the other side that's going to qualify uh, in uh, Group A. Group B is a little bit more different because uh, they've only played a couple of matches. England started their campaign with a loss against South Africa, despite uh, a 50 from uh, Nat Skiver. But in the second match uh, yesterday, England bounced back. Uh, admittedly, they had the easier task of facing the girls from Thailand, and thanks to a century from Heather Knight and another half-century from Nat Skiver, uh, England comprehensively beat Thailand by 89 runs. So as it stands at the moment, they top the group, but they also share that with uh, one win, along with the West Indies, South Africa and Pakistan. And the big game coming up, certainly from an England point of view, guys, is tomorrow when England play Pakistan in their next match. So this group in Group B... It's already shaping up to be very, very tightly fought. Yeah, it's it's been an excellent watch so far. I was up early this morning and watched the India versus New Zealand. As I said to Dave earlier on, it wasn't uh, a want to get up out of bed, but there's a, a, a little one who has to get fed. So I got to get up and watch the, the India-New Zealand game. And a 19-year-old, uh, Amelia Kerr, showed real talent this morning. Uh, New Zealand looked dead and gone with three overs left. And her 34 for 19 balls, well, it gave New Zealand a shot with one ball to go. They lost by three runs, but 
Are New Zealand, they're 10 to 1 to, to win, or 9 to 1 to win. Is it possible that New Zealand could win this tournament? Um, I, I, yes, to answer your question. Although, I think the big problem is that they've only had one win so far. Yeah. Um, whereas Australia have had those two victories. And on paper, I think Australia, their running looks better. Um, I, I generally feel India and Australia are going to get through from that group. Okay. Um, New Zealand have got a good outfit. You're right, as you say, that, that match was exceptionally good today. But I, I just feel that New Zealand, if anything, are going to fall short. Okay. And obviously to go to your home country, England, they obviously were the dominant force over, let's say, the last 10 or 15 years and fairly dominant over Australia in the Ashes uh, setup. But there's been a slight change into the guard over the last couple of years is it a kind of a hybrid of the old team or is this still very much a, a new developing England side it's got a bit of a mixture actually right. Roy more than anything else I mean it's got the experience in Heaven Knight and Nat Skiver the two girls I mentioned before uh, Anya Shrubsall you know, one of the heroes in the last World Cup uh, uh, she's also in the side as well plus there is some new blood in there as well They've also got uh, a new coach going into this uh, particular uh, T20 World Cup as well. So it is, you know, to, to be honest, it's, it's got a bit of a mixture of each, mm. really. Um, the experienced heads so far have been performing. You'd have to say perhaps the, the non-experienced one uh, have taken a little bit of time to gel and settle in. But I think England have got a good blend of uh, mixture and experience as well, which to be honest with you, in any competition, whether it's an England Cricket World Cup or even a Men's Cricket World Cup, I, I generally feel that you need to have a little bit of both, actually. Yeah. Like any World Cup in any sport, you always get that, well, one team, but one player who will stand out and, and it's their World Cup. Is there anyone standing out so far player-wise uh, in this World Cup? Well... Yeah, I mean, it's a wonderful question. Um, I'd, I'd say probably a couple of people. Um, I'm going to highlight a couple of Indian girls in particular. Um, first of all, a 16-year-old by the name of uh, Shafaz Burma. Now, she was already tipped before she literally uh, picked up a bat in India as being <laughs> a sensational player. She's an opener. And like I say, she's only 16 years of age. She's she been playing the game for a few years, true. But every time she goes to the crease, she has got immense talent. She shows no nerves at all whatsoever. She's already scored a lot, a lot of runs so far for India in, in their three victories to date as well. So I think she is already proving to be a big match winner, as is uh, uh, one of their spinners as well, uh, slightly older than 16-year-old, admittedly, uh, against from India by the name of Poonan Yadav as well. She, she, she looks an immense talent. I mean, she's come into this competition again on the back of some good uh, form for her own side, uh, club side. And she was picked mainly as a, as a main spinner. And, and she certainly hasn't let India down as well. And uh, uh, certainly those two girls in particular, I'd say, are match winners, yes. They really have impressed me. And probably for England's point of view, if you're going to sort of nail me down on the spot and say... Pick a match winner for England, Peter. I've got to go with Heaven Knight. Well, you know, yeah. to say she got a hundred in that last match. All right, you could argue well it was only against Thailand, and to be fair, the bowling of Thailand wasn't, shall we say, up to big international quality. No, but at the end of the day, you've still got to get runs against any bowling attack. Heaven Knight's done it time and time again. She's been there, done it, got the T-shirt. That hundred off eighty odd balls, terrific uh, performance from her. But again, she, she's got the experience. You know, mm. she's been there. She's a true competitor. She leads these girls by examples as well. So I think she's another uh, player certainly to look at. And one other person, South African player. She's an all-rounder. Her name is Marivane Cap. Uh, she's also been starring for Surrey in the Kia Super League, which is like the. Uh, women's league that we have over here mm. and she's another fine all-rounder and she's already doing well in this competition taking wickets and also getting crucial runs as well and obviously just to wrap it up in the women's side of things the final there's a big push for a, a world record for the highest ever attendance at a female sporting event in the final is that right yeah that's right yeah yeah um i mean it's it you know it's going to be in a big stadium so obviously that's going to help by far and away 
Um, I generally feel that the women's game has grown in the last mm. few years. Attendances in any sort of uh, women's sport in particular have mm. grown. And I, I, I really feel that they've got a very, very good chance in Australia of getting the highest ever attendance as well. And, you know, fingers crossed to them. I mean, the people who uh, put this World Cup together have obviously put a lot of time and effort, promotion into Absolutely. it as well. Uh, it, it's got the message across to the whole of the world. Mm. And yeah, I, I honestly hope that they will do it. And I think they've got a very good chance. Yeah. Absolutely. And just a quick one, just to go on to the men's game. Obviously, there's the three forms of the game, the test, the uh, the one day, and obviously the T20. There's a, an up-and-coming... Um, like there was a big franchise um, show kind of over the Christmas time of the eight teams and it's called the 100 is this kind of a one-off thing to kind of lure the big boys into English cricket or are they trying to fit another format of the game into the circuit I think what they're trying to do to be honest is yeah fit another format into an already crowded circuit yeah. Um, well, so what's the difference between that and say T20 then just to yeah, make okay. it simple well, basically T20 is uh, basically 120 balls that's mm -hmm. probably the easiest way of describing it uh, the 100 as it says it's 100 so it's mm -hmm. going to be 100 balls it is going to be slightly different as you quite rightly say it's going to be franchises mm -hmm. as opposed to counties playing T20 cricket mm -hmm. so for instance in London in England we've got we're lucky because we've got not one but two franchises and then around the country you're going to have one in Birmingham, one in Cardiff, etc. Um, the idea, more than anything, is to probably get new people into the game okay. of cricket. Um, and watching-wise, now, the, T the T20 was brought in originally many, many years ago. To For that reason. To breed of cricket lover in. And it worked, by far and away. So what they're trying to do is now franchise this, get some good players in, and already, as, as you say, over... Back in December, we had all the, you know, the razzmatazz mm, with mm. the draft and everything else. And, of course, that got a lot of big, big names outside of English cricket that are going to be playing in the hundreds. So, obviously, you need crowd pleasers. You need players in that's going to get attendances. And I think it is a question, literally. It's not so much as being something different. It's more than, you know, literally getting another competition similar to the T20, but slightly different with overs, bold and balls and fielding and power plays and everything else, etc. Um, so it's going to be different, but at the end of the day, I think it is purely... It's not going to be a rival, it just means another competition. Mm. But I think the problem, if anything, is that it's going to already <laughs> cram into so much cricket in yeah. a short space of time. Are the people going to be uh, wanting that in a short space of time? You know, are the general public going to go out there and say, yeah, you know, let's go and spend a lot of money watching uh, T uh, T20 cricket, but hey, we've also now got to spend even more money watching 100 cricket. Yeah, uh, it's. I can see why they're doing it. And I mean, for me, I wouldn't be the... the the biggest cricket lover, but I do like watching the T20s and, and the 50 over games, the one day games, mm. um, not so much the tests. But so I think, yeah, they're probably trying to appeal to that audience and trying to, to, to gather up a, a, as many fans as possible. Peter, listen, it's been brilliant having you on. Uh, 100% we'll have you back on again because... Especially in the uh, summer. Uh, in the summer, yeah, it's, 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 it'll all kick off. Of course, we, you can read any of Peter's stuff on thebigkickoff.com and uh, it's not just cricket you do, Peter, of course. No, 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 I, I do... Uh, well, I, I, I won't bore you with all my sports. So I don't know <laughs> It's been a pleasure, guys. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Absolutely. We'll have you back on soon again. Thanks very much for your time, Peter. You're welcome. Take, Take care, mate. Easy. Bye now. Cheers, bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, again, it's, it's, it's just something that, like, again, the T20, it's, it's yeah. on and off in no time. Uh, no, so it's about four hours or so, would it no, be? No, it's about three hours. About three? Well, the, the longest game could yeah. be about three hours. But give or take, it's, it was to try and get a two-hour, 90-minute, a bit like football, yeah. that kind of length. Yeah, whatever. It's it's a great game. The 100 maybe could be a step too far, but it'll still be fun and interesting to have a look at. I think they're in overs of 10, 10 overs of 10, yeah, I'm, if I'm, I'm not mistaken. I'm like, I'm, I'm not sure if there's Yeah, the it might be one, one too many. Yeah. But anyway, we'll see. Listen, more coming up after the break. Be good. You're listening to Liffey Sound on 96.4 FM. 
Yes, just gone past 25 past nine here on the 27th of February. This is the big kickoff here on Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. That was Peter Moore, obviously, about the I don't like cricket. So, uh, uh, what else does he. You said he does a few other things. I mean, I'm gone blank. Oh, yeah, well, it's rugby, football. So, it's, it, yeah, he, bit of a, a jack of all trades. Well, top man. It was good, good to listen to. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty much, I'd say for us, nine to fivers or anyone out there, probably the weekend is when you're going to get most of the coverage because I think it's around four in the morning, then eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, but obviously, the finals and the big games are going to be coming up at is it this weekend no no the following weekend um, and I looked at it the two semi-finals are in the SCGs that's about 60-70 but the MCG I think is just shy of 100,000 and I think the record is 90-91 at one of the games in America in the football so- soccer so, so there, there might even be a few free tickets to go on yeah I think it's like $5 for kids and $15 yeah. for adults Katy Perry's going to be doing a concert before and after so they're really kind of going to drive it home to try and get the record but they always they always push it in, in Australia they're big sports lover so anyway we're going to go to football Europe is back and the business end of Europe is back in the knockouts just a quick recap of some of the results from today in the Europa League my my man Roy yeah well Espanyol were playing Wolves they were already 4-0 down but Espanyol yeah. won 3-2 today yeah. couple, of cha- couple of changes with the Wolves team so but anyway Wolves are true so that's yeah. that, that's a big great result them. oh yeah brilliant uh, Ajax are 2-1 oh. up now against Getafe but they're 3-2 down so just over 20 to go work. yeah 20 to go on that just Arsenal just went down just there now they've gone down 1-0 to uh, Olympiacos which is 68 minutes also Copenhagen have gone up, up a goal against Celtic so yeah, it's, it's, especially with Rangers doing a great is no job easy games. there is Rangers no easy on, games Braga yes they super, oh, result. super result yeah I mean they were dead and gone oh, people the writing them off especially with the league game. form brilliant yeah. Uh, Inter Milan still tipping along two one. Who are the favourites to win the, the Europa yeah. League? Uh, and yeah. Manchester United are three 0 up against uh, Club Bruges. That's four one. They still run a form at the moment, United, aren't they? Yeah, it's 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 it, 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 Fernandez is clicking in and bringing others with him. It's just amazing what a signing will do and just lift the spirits, isn't it? Because but there's proof they, there when yeah. you see any team. If you like, even the dreaded Mesut Ozil. Remember them first few months when he came in and Arsenal became a good side again and yeah. then obviously a fade but uh, Fernandez is playing well and then of course the others just have to go with him don't they yeah, yeah. which is well, good to see anyway Igalo and Fernandez oh Igalo scored, scored. Yeah, sorry I missed so, that and McTominay scored as well so job uh, done yeah McTominay's back of course um, yeah other than that like in the rest of them I know Sporting got beaten by Bakash or something uh, yeah. yeah I don't know where they're from <laughs> and uh, Porto got a good going over uh, hammering uh, by Bayer Leverkusen but Leverkusen are a decent side so and German football everyone was slating German football but we've seen now over the last week or so that it's not that bad Bayern obviously doing a great job of beating uh, London sides quite easily um, Dortmund yeah, obviously full of it and apparently there's a 16 year old uh, Makoku or something is his name he is going to be uh, fast-tracked into the first team by the end of the season they reckon so they've another mm. superstar young fella coming through the ranks as well so watch that space with them and obviously the Champions League was back this week for the second batch of four matches uh, as we said Bayern did a good job on Chelsea and uh, very much Nabry done it again who obviously everyone keeps bringing up Pulis's can't he's not fit enough for West Brom or whatever it's, the quote it, is it's interesting because he <laughs> he didn't get to anywhere with West Brom he, Arsenal the same Wenger was getting the same sort of thing attitudes are I was listening right to fits. Stuart Pearce last night and the commentator asked him was there ever a player who you didn't think had a chance and they proved you wrong Nabry. and his answer was because no the two of them were saying oh. they couldn't believe that Nabry had made this sort of transformation yeah sorry apologies but he did turn around and say yeah Hundreds, he says, they do it all the time, yeah. but they just have a way of developing. You know, some and it's true. Like um, somebody said something to me last week. Uh, we were watching Lazio, and they're like, "Geez, this is a tidy side." And I said, "I said I haven't seen the game. I don't know the results." One of the lads was watching. I said, "I bet you Lucas is booked." And of course he was. And I said, "There's a fellow in the middle called Luis Alberto who." didn't get in at all at Liverpool but mm. he's not the main main man but he's one of the farm lads who's really doing a great job in centre midfield and is one of the mainstays and it just goes to show you and look at Iago Aspas as well he's like getting Spanish caps and all like and oh, he's rubbish and he's banging him in for Celta Vigo so it just yeah. goes to show you there's millions as Pierce said there's hundreds and Pierce, the one he pointed out was James Milner he says he was with the under twenty ones, and he had played more under twenty one games than a lot of players had played. Which is usually a, yeah. a bad sign. Which is what he said, a bad sign because you're not getting picked. If you're a, a, a spark, a little bit of genius, or a yeah. real quality player, you're you get one or two twenty ones, and you're up. So, 
But he, like when you make captain about, of the reserves. He's about 40 or 50 caps now, you know. Mm. So, But he said he's just so professional. He just keeps working and digging yeah. hard. But he, he did think, I don't think this fella's going to make yeah. it. But there you go. So. Ah, that's brilliant and it's great to see so obviously they've done a job there's no big song and dance about it just much too strong for Chelsea oh yeah that's yeah. that's it yeah simple Ch- Chelsea aren't ready they know that they're not ready of course not and Lampard is and this is going to be should put them in good stead yeah. this is where you need to go this is what you need to do obviously Napoli and Barcelona beforehand I was really looking forward to this because Napoli really kind of mixed it up in, in Liverpool's group and they are a decent side mm. um, not one of the main lads in the league this year in Italy but with Barcelona being who they are and a few of the changes and obviously the strength of Martin Braithwaite up front I was looking forward to it well, he's, um, not, he's not allowed in the oh, well of course league. not but um, yeah Griezmann got the goal he's been banging in a couple lately I don't know whether he's just taking the shackles off and saying feck it I'm not living in any yeah, shadow I'm not then, sure there's Messi's car on a hat trick it was a four or three or four the, at, the at the weekend yeah so you know, Messi's always there. It'd be very interesting to see Barcelona when Messi goes. It will be fascinating. Whatever about Ronaldo, Ronaldo's moved around, so you can see what happens. Mm. But with Messi, it, it, I'm actually looking forward to it. I'm actually in it, in it, not in a bad way. Because you know, you know it's going to happen. But it's going to be exciting to see that potential vacuum or the more than likely vacuum. Because Beckham was uh, batting his eyelids last night in the Jimmy Fallon show. Was he? Oh, there is excellent opportunities here at Miami for people of that stature. In other words, <laughs> yes, I will pay you the money if you're interested. So, uh, yeah, it was very underhanded. Nothing too, it was cryptic, but it was very much like, yeah, we can afford this. So, watch that space. Juventus looked a bit under par against mm. Leon. Didn't look, mm. yeah, they're just a little bit under par. And mm. sometimes you wonder about them. But, yeah, listen, it's, only, it's the first leg, it's away from home. So, it's, a, it's only a 1-0 mm. defeat. Good to see Ramsey playing. Yes. Well, he, and did he, he come okay. on? Uh, I thought he started, right, but he's been playing a lot lately, and he's grabbed a few he's goals. So goal it's good to see him kind of yeah. mooching into team because it looked like he might start drift away, but he's obviously fought his way back in. But then there's a few headlines today that there's a mismatch of tactics. Some of them are getting disillusioned. So I don't know whether it's as I said to you beforehand, is it easy to come out with these headlines after a loss? But there's little rumours and gripes that, and all is not quite yeah. what it seems there. Yeah. But yeah. that could be the English lad stern sorry, you know. He, he came on as a sub, yeah. Oh, did he? There yeah, you go. So he's, but he's he has had a couple of little knocks and stuff like that, yeah, and then yeah. he was out of favour. So and then obviously the big one, of course. Yeah, Madrid and Man City. Did you watch it the other night? I did indeed. Uh, well, most of the second half, I watched bits of the first half, and then I watched all of the second half. Um, now the English press. I was listening to radio this morning yeah. and, and television as well. <coughs> Excuse me. And they made this out to be one of the all-time classic games. It actually wasn't that good no, of a game. No. It was. It was very Madrid were poor, I thought, because they were looking to counter attack. At times in the first half, they were the better side, but Gareth Bale came on. He didn't do it. He was a lot. having a great time on the sideline, laughing it up with. Um, who was he laughing it up with? It wasn't the next teammate. But anyway, it was a Man City player. Oh, and it? I'm like, another reason why the Madrid Guerra. fans at home going, look at this. Yeah, like, but you know? now he got a good reception when he came on. Mm. But I know I'm picking on him there. Mm. Mm. There was about. Five or six of them who are exactly the same out on the pitch. Yeah. Uh, what is it, Vicenzas Jr.? Vinicius Jr. Vinicius yeah. Jr. Yeah. He, he, he was actually good. He yeah. looks decent, doesn't he? He looks he's like he has something the hope about him. for them. You know, you, he's you the could, hope. You could see a Ronaldo type player mm. in yeah. him now in about four or five years now if he keeps his head. Uh, but it, it was, a, first of all, it's a great win because it's yes. a great win for Man City because Real Madrid, even when they're not winning leagues, Still are still around. around. 13 they've, European Cup titles. Yeah, and they've won four in the last six 14. years. 13. So, That's phenomenal. So to beat, to beat Real Madrid is good no They are the what. European joint. Yeah. Simple as that. Um, and a bit of what you said there, bigging it up. Yeah, I think it's a bit rich. Because I'm not being critical of City, but what they did at the end, why wasn't it there at the start? Mm. You know, when the shackles were, oh, we better, like, we better get going. I was like, lads, that was always there. You're City. Be arrogant in Europe. You don't see that arrogance that you see in the league. So, uh, no, it uh, doesn't matter. It's potentially a watershed for them because we were talking be off air. We're not sure if there's been a memorable knockout European night for City since they've kind of started hitting the Champions League. No. I don't remember. I think, no, as happen. we said, is the furthest is the quarters. I, I don't even so, know yeah. if they've got the semis. So, they, no, they haven't. They haven't. They've failed, really, mm. in Europe. For 100%. the money that's pumped into that club, you know, yeah, legal or not. It and I tell you, as soon as doesn't half love Kevin De Bruyne. Oh, it was, it was, it was. You're waiting for the Barry Barry White music. Somebody put it up on Twitter and they re-recorded, going, "Oh my God, <laughs> the, this man is in love." <laughs> See, I, and and again, this is another off-air conversation we had. You're not so. Oh no, I love him, but I'm just a bit. It's easy to do it now 
where was the criticism I for when he's hid in the league a little yeah, bit? Yeah, but I don't think he's hidden in the league. I'm not saying he's hidden, but he's been anonymous uh, in some of the games. 6 0. Oh, when, he played, when we won six, yeah, when City were great. But consistently over the season, him and many of the big boys have not shown up. But why all of a sudden this year is he the best player? Not the way everyone has to yeah. tag See, people. I've watched him on many mm. occasions and he has been good. Mm. He's probably been, I think, he's been the most consistent player in mm. their team. It, it, let's put it this way you, you talk about uh, well we'll come on to that conversation later because you're going to talk about the weaknesses ah, of the Premiership yeah. do you, or do you yeah. want to start talking about that now? no okay <laughs> but then we can't <laughs> talk about the Brian because mine's going to follow that but listen yeah well yeah but like we've a couple of minutes so I suppose I don't think we'll have much debate before we go to a break and then we come back for a few minutes it's, it's just a bit of an interest because as I said to you before sometimes when a, an opinion comes out and then all of a sudden everyone starts saying it I start to kind of go well how true is it? So that's why we'll have a look at that. But with a few minutes to go, there's a Premier League Hall of Fame, as we said, that's been introduced. And as far as I'm aware, there's only two only inductees. Only two can go into it. In, is it Mar- a March, I believe? Yes. Too. And others will follow, but this way. And I presume, is it going to be like they won in in America where it's going to be, is it going to be at the football museum or something where they'll have their yeah. plaques and stuff, I presume, is it? And there won't be any managers involved, which is a bit of a... a, a so what way is this going to be? Is this the public's vote? Ooh, that's a good question. Because if it is, it could be anybody. Alexander Mitrovic could get in you know what I mean it's, it's like, especially if the Irish have anything to do with it Roy yeah. Keane will be in anyway. <laughs> or Stephen Steve Carr <laughs> <laughs> but take that aside I think one of the spots without question is probably going to be Shearer well, I think it's nearly guaranteed yeah. Alan, I think it's going and to be Shearer do you know what I couldn't you couldn't say no I top mean, goal scorer many of these like Aguero is flirting with it but will he stick around in the Premier League long enough? Ah, Maybe not. Aguero, how long has Aguero been at? Let's see. No, but that's what I'm saying. He's flirting with it. Um, Kane might have a chance, but that's probably yeah, fitness early. permitting. That's too but early, he has a chance. But that, what I'm trying to say is just how impressive is his goal scoring record. That's how hard it is to beat. You co- I don't think you can put in a player that is playing at the moment into the Legends. Definitely not for no, the first two. No. So oh, no. Well, think, they won't anyway. But what I I'm trying to say, I was trying to prove how good his goal scoring record is. Okay. Like how long these guys are doing and the, 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 what they're doing. Like Shearer, I think, is without a doubt going to be one of them. And then my number two, um, or it's, they're not in any order. My number two, I was like, well, realistically, United have been the dominant force in the Premier League era. In my opinion, somebody from there should go in. And he literally jumped out straight away for longevity, scoring in every season. He's been a, probably gigs. Yeah, well, Giggs has to be it. Yeah, so well, I think they're going to be the original two. Yeah, well, well, you looked at, I looked up, so I said, right, I'll have a little look <laughs> and, I'll ha- and see what people or different media had thought about okay. who they thought it was. Top three were Bear Camp, yeah. Paul Scholes, mm. and Ryan Giggs. Wow. Uh, that's interesting. Now, Paul now Scholes, is that a general consensus, like a straw poll, or just their opinion? No, that's their opinion. I mean, they had Shearer down a seven, Henri a four. Because wow. you have to look at Henri. Henri is a big even, one. Do you know what? Even the likes of your Jared and Lampards, they're going to be flirting around it. Ronaldo's there. Um, Tony Adams. I'm not, not sure about Tony Adams. Now, Tony Adams is a good player, but mm. I don't know if he goes as, you know, as as the first two, I wouldn't. I don't think mm. he could mm. have a, a case. Shearer, yes, of course, he has a case. Patrick Vieira is eighth. Schmeichel 9th Roy Keane 10th and most got, of that top 10 will get there yeah eventually Wayne Rooney 12th that's a big one that's a, mm. he's, a, he's a good bit down mm. and it took a long way to go to Stephen Gerrard oh, well 16th then. well then no, and I wouldn't have a, a problem with that and, and that's probably just because he hasn't won the Premier League titles and you stuff know, like I'd that. say that's, I'd say that's exactly but what would you agree with Shearing Giggs would they be your two or would you, you I, think I think you're agreeing with Shearer aren't you I am and when you said gigs that time, it, it just makes sense, doesn't it? I mean... Yeah, I think it has to be United. End of story. And he literally just jumped out more than any of the others. Because he was in... He was in every year. Yeah. Before United kind of went off. Like, the, the whole dominant... He was there for every one of them. So, yeah. in my opinion, it should be him. Yeah, and, and he he's all sorts of records for Manchester United. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going to go no. there. I was like, don't go there, don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> On that bombshell... <laughs> We'll take a break. Go on, talk to you. Tune to Lucky Sound 96.4 FM. Should stop talking really and concentrating when we're coming back in. How are you? 96.4 FM, Liffey Sound, Celtic have put one back. 
one all against Copenhagen. Potential you know, extra time coming. So that, yeah, that, there's only six minutes left of normal time in that game, and it's Edward who's just on fire. Where's he going at the, at the end of the season? But <laughs> that this is what Celtic do. It's sad, isn't it? This is what Celtic do. But they've they they've brought in a couple of players. Uh, the Irish lad, they uh, he's gone out alone. It's not Om Fabi, it's Olafabi or oh yes, Afalabi, Afalabi, and they brought him in. Now he's gone out alone, but. They're the kind of players that they're looking to bring in. You know Edward's mm. going to go. He's mm. definitely going to Plus that Dembele. You know the kid? The, he was like 14. Yeah. He, yeah. he must be about 17 or 18 at well, this he, stage. I think he played in, in a couple of games mm. at the start. Because his skills were phenomenal at that yeah. age. I'll be wondering to see how he is. And just very briefly, it looks like Arsenal oh, could no. end up going. Oh, Copenhagen. Jesus. What a just course. Scored. Yeah, five You're supposed to be neutral, Shannon. You're supposed to be neutral. Yeah, no, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like Carsberg. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah. Uh, yeah, and it might go to extra time in the Emirates. There's only three minutes to go in there, 1-0 down at home to Olympiaco. So, obviously, the Knives will be out there. Um, so, yeah, just a quick one. I, it's not a big thing, but it's one It's one that's been gathering pace. And I don't know whether it's because uh, it's more banter, where lads could be slagging you a little bit, that's a week in leagues, or of course you're running away with it or whatever. But it's starting to come into the mainstream a bit, and you can see it gathering momentum. You're like, right. Is it a week in Premier League? Hence why maybe they're running away with it as much and don't get too excited. And I heard it on the debate again the other day and I was like, right, okay, is it? I don't mind if it is. But I said, let's have a little look at it. So I kind of had a think just in my head going through the clubs, who's improved on last year. And then I looked at the league tables to really kind of get a gauge of where it is. And we can get into the league tables in a minute. But I think it's fairly safe to say Liverpool have improved. Not massively, but they're going to probably improve what they did last year. Well, they haven't lost. So exactly. Improved, yeah. So they have, but others obviously in the top half, in the top six, obviously have slipped off by the looks of it because Chelsea, they've either been stagnant or slightly worse because obviously they can't buy anyone. Arsenal, debatable. Would they be around the same? Regardless of points, Tally, we can come to that in a minute, but would they be around the same, worse, better? Slight, I'd say slightly worse, but they're improving yeah, again now. Yeah. So at the end of the season, yes, possibly they'd be. So there is a bit of truth to it. You know, it's not just a bit of banter or some... some clever pundit and then everyone jumping in on it potentially mm. uh, City team wise could have definitely been weakened in defence and performances but they're probably a little bit better than what that is but definitely I think it's safe to say they've declined points wise obviously and it's yeah, they have uh, United United have have they declined well we can go into a little bit more yeah, detail well, they in had, a they had, they had one of the worst starts yeah in yeah. 30 years so they declined to have um, so the only obvious one that you could say who has improved is Leicester for obvious reasons mm -hmm. I would say Sheffield United because I would compare them to one of the relegated teams and they're obviously an improvement on what went out of the league so they're flying so there is probably an element of truth to it you know and it's not just a potential banter thing so I had a, a bit of a look in detail so Liverpool it's obvious right and City are second and 57 the year before they were currently on six. The, where's it gone again? I'll oh, come back here. 65 points. And then there were 65 points for Liverpool, 60 for Spurs, 51 for United, right? So that was the top four. This year's top four, 57 for second, 50 for third, and only 44 mm. for second. So very much so, the top half of the table is significantly down. The only team that are flat is Wolves. They, bought, they had 39 points last year and this year. Everyone else is way down. The only thing that's improved is the bottom half of the table. Yeah. There were a lot less points this year. They're all in the mid-20s. So it has proper me, if you know what I mean, to, to technically say. It. It's not taking away anything from Liverpool. But I just wanted to know because I was like, well... The four European spots in the finals last year were all English, so how weak are they? Yeah. Or are they weaker now compared to Europe? Or are the smaller teams getting that bit stronger? Yeah, and they've, they're taking a few of the points off them. So it, it, it's an interesting one I, to I, look at. I, I think it's a bit of both. It's definitely, yeah. there's more money in the Premier League, so the, sm <coughs> the smaller clubs or the lower down clubs can afford to spend a bit of money on decent players. And they can get, yeah. they can get, the, like, Someone from the bottom of the Premier League can get, mm. get a player from someone maybe in the top half of the German League or the French or the Italian, or you know, because the money's good. So yeah. they can get them type of players in. Uh, with Man City, if you look at Man City, yeah. and we had this, just this conversation we were just about to have a, a little bit earlier on, I personally think the big difference between Manchester City and Liverpool 
is companies gone. I think oh, if, if Van Dyke was playing, we said at the start of the season, yeah, if Van Dyke was playing it in the back line for Manchester City, I think City are in a different place altogether. Mm-hmm. I think that's the, I think that's the big difference. And maybe not necessarily. Well, just from a Liverpool point of view, not in not in stature wise, or not in sorry, not in position wise or in play wise, but I suppose he seems to be the standard bearer as company. And that's probably where the likes of your Henderson seems to be the standard bearer of what is expected of you in this team. And once he left, that kind of sheriff left. There was a, you know, the kids are allowed roam free a little mm. bit. And the games where he did something where he used to clean lads out, like a hefty tackle. Like I remember he did one against Liverpool. I was like, Jesus, how did he stay in the field? But it's, and apparently off the field, he watched everything and how they acted and how. But in a good way and in a fun way, but it was very much like this is what you do at Man City or else you don't fit around. Yeah. So that was a massive vac- vacuum. And then maybe there's a bit of Liverpool have stormed off now, so let's let's get right for Europe. And potentially there was proof on that last night. Yeah. I d I don't think they've gone out purposely to go out and lose games. No. I just think that they teams are there are a lot of clever coaches mm. out there, so they can mm. figure out how to beat Manchester mm. City. Mm. And one of their weaknesses is their backline. So that's their I think you hit the nail on the head there. You know, it like I would say, yeah, it's been three years. It takes two to three years for teams to eventually get that little formula that can upset the top side. And I think it's something similar. Liverpool, this is their second season of that abnormal points total. Mm. And teams are getting close, you can see it. Um so it could be their year next year that they start reeling them in. Eventually these high 90s have to stop yeah, and the others have to come in so this could be the end of it so we weekend leagues are not weekend leagues the then debates probably should finish soon because they aren't do you know the way when Chelsea got the fast start and Fergie realised it was still mid 80s maybe the odd 90s like but that was the norm like yeah. I, I, I'm confident this isn't the new norm like high 90s is going to win leagues well, I don't think so when, when you talk about the, the whole the, fir- the question the mm. question is are Liverpool winning the league because it's a weaker league, more or less? Mm. Liverpool are winning the league because Liverpool are the best team in the country. Yeah, and, regardless. And in Europe at the moment. Yeah. But the reason why they're winning it so by so much is because there is a weaker, a lot of weaker teams there's, below uh, them. There's a definite in the, potential. In the top doing. four, top yeah, six. Yeah. Oh, the big boy, yeah. And yeah. and that's why I wanted to look at it a little bit because you you hear it a little bit and you're like, is this a, a non-Liverpool fan trying to t- burst your bubble a bit? So And then once you see it, Gary Romanto said, right, let's have a look at it and see if there is. So yeah, I definitely think there is a bit of me. Mm, Not yeah. that I care too much, but I definitely think there is. But anyway, that's that. 10 minutes to go we probably give ourselves I think we should go into it now with like, give ourselves plenty Fury and Wilder was another massive spectacle great Fury beforehand I don't think it let us down and I think we all expected that result but maybe not quite as convincing probably not as convincing no mm. we all expected the fight to go the way it was going to go as in <clears throat> You expected Tyson Fury to do the boxing. You expected Wilder to try and that one punch. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, weapon yeah. that he has, that mm-hmm. one big punch. Yeah, that didn't. That that's exactly what happened. But I mean, if you go in with a forty-pound Iron Man suit, <laughs> how are you gonna win? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Is that one of the worst excuses of all time? You, you know our kind of mentality. That to me, I I be like, I call bullshit. Yeah, you know. I only got to put it on the Friday. Yeah, when you put it on the Friday, yeah, it's too heavy. I'll, do you know what? I don't need this. I'll just wear the mask. You know, take off the main thing. I'm sure that you can get a spare robe somewhere yeah. and whatever. But he wanted to look the main man. He knew the world was watching and he wanted... It looked deadly. It looked great. But even still, is that enough to give make yourself that weak? I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, because but, he had a lot more... Bearing down on him with Fury leaning yeah. on him, pressurising. I think Fury him. did a good job. I think he did a brilliant job. Yeah. Now Wilder probably has to say that to in order to get the third fight because people probably think, look, there is a golfing class between you two. There's no point in the third. So that's probably what he needs to do. He can't say, oh, Wilder or Fury did a masterclass and done a job on me because then they'll go, well, what's the point again? Now Fury got up close, kind of took his range out, kind of brawled him a bit, sapped his bit his energy a bit. Now, he kind of caught him in the back of the head in the second round where people thought maybe that might take a, 
a, a percentage off him. But come the fifth, you could see it. The legs were gone. You know, really hadn't got it. Um, so, but this, I, this is no different to what way he was when he fought him in the first fight. Sure, he, his legs were gone. Yeah. But he did have that little bit of a... He still had that yeah. punch. But it looked dangerous. Yeah. It looked like he had nothing. Like, I'm not saying if it's any different. or I'm, I, I'd have to look at the, the the first fight again. But it looked like it was done and dusted. It was just a case. I was getting frustrated. I was like, go on, just do a Fury. Find the one down the middle. And he caught one in the seventh. Apparently, they're co-trainers. Am I right in saying that? Uh, there's a head trainer. And then there's a guy. I thought, apparently, they're co-trainers. But the... About to throw in the tail, he's like, "Don't do it, don't do it," and then oh, he still yeah, did yeah. it. I don't care what anyone says; it's the right thing to do. He it, that could have got nasty. Oh, he, that's that's what I wrote there the other day. Yeah, it could have got nasty. He will tank him in the long run for that at some point, yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. But anyway, today Frank Warren has come out and said, "Yeah, they are talking to them to maybe pay them off to push him to one side. They want to get the Joshua fight done and dusted." And he pretty much came out and said, "More than likely, the favorite is Saudi Arabia." And it'll be in the awesome time. Um, I was hoping Wembley in the summer, big yeah. bash. But with the Euros on, that's right. I forgot all about the Euros. And then the I was Euro- thinking, is Cardiff the Euros are in the old. Euros? And they're not doing well, it they could July do it in July August. or August. But listen, these guys, it's all about business. Saudi Arabia, where the, the money makers, the powers that be, were actually at the fight. And they already talked to Frank Warren. And whoever was going to win, they were going to talk to him and say... Whenever yous are taking on Joshua, yous aren't doing it anywhere else bar Saudi Arabia. I'm sure they opened a massive case and said, yeah, this is only the the, 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 the start of it. Mm. So they're going to make a mint. The only good thing for us is it'll be on a decent hour for yeah. us because the Joshua Ruiz fight was around 11-ish. Yeah, yeah, so it'll be perfect for us. It won't be a four or five o'clock job, yeah. which is always tough. I mean, talking about the rematch with Wilder, mm. I mean, I have it up there. Freddie Roach, who was highly impressed with Tyson Fury, is giving a, a word of warning to Wilder just don't go in don't go in now get a fight under your belt and, exactly. and, and, and go again Yeah. if you really think about it if Wilder goes in again and fights and loses again how much damage is that going to do to him so he probably needs that build of confidence because in the two fights he was just outclassed yeah. take on the Chisars and the Dylan Whites and whoever's under the maybe even look at Usyk yeah. maybe, maybe see his next heavyweight fight and say yeah, I'm too strong. Yeah, he's a good fighter, but I'm too strong. I'll knock him out. Yeah. And get your get your uh, stature up that way and then take on here. Because to be honest, I think he'll do a job on jo- Joshua still to this day. If he's fully fit in his knockout power, well, I think he could do a job yeah. on Joshua. But why I think does, he should have avo- I think he should avoid Why does everyone have and the majority of mm. people that I listen to believe that Joshua he's a world heavyweight champion, <laughs> doesn't deserve to be a world heavyweight champion. Um I don't know about the deserve, but I think how he got his first title was brilliance from Eddie Hearn. He was going to be long and patient, three or four fights. We were going to build it up, build it up. And then some fella called Charles Martin, who was on the undercard at this fight, mm-hmm. basically nicked one of the titles. And Hearn went straight in and jumped on him and offered him a wedge load of money, get over here, take on Joshua. And he, he nicked that title. Not, I'm not saying it in a bad way, but there was a little gap in the market, go grab it. And we, it, now was our chance. Yeah. And he was on a, another level of playing field. So I'd say there's a bit of an, an element of that going, you kind of... He guided you, his way Yeah, he got, like there was an opening and they yeah. took it. And they got in ahead of everyone, paid him a, prince, a princely sum and, and got that title. And then slowly fought a couple of other guys of his level, knocked them out and you're kind of going, well, when he had taken on the big guys... And then he took on the big guys, which really should have been his first title fight. So maybe there's a bit of an element of, yeah, good business, a bit, bit, bit of business savvy there. And then the Klitschko fight was probably not the first big one, but it's next level stuff. It was so close to being beaten. He was, but he didn't. No, credit where and, credit's and due. everyone gave Fury the credit for yeah. getting back up. Exactly, fairness. and you're dead right to argue that. And then, of course, Ruiz. I'd say Ruiz is what's kind of brought people back to that level, mm. going, how did you lose to this? In inverted commas, boom. The fact that he couldn't have been arsed getting ready. He's the world champion. He couldn't have been arsed getting ready to some level to try and beat you again. He just partied hard. Yeah. Like, that annoyed me. I hope he doesn't get another shot again, Ruiz. I don't care. Um, But maybe that's where it's coming from a little bit. But yeah, I think that's harsh. I do think that's harsh. He's, he's incredibly talented, but he's a bit wilder. He's very rough. Wouldn't have a big, massive uh, amateur pedigree. Still very much a bit wet behind the ears. And maybe that's where... Some of these all reliables, all flames of heart are a bit, yeah, maybe he's Now, not. don't get me wrong. I think Fury 
could wipe the floor with them all. Mm. He you, seems to have it all. Usyk is the only one now I'm not, I don't know too much about. It's whether he can take the chin a heavyweight. Yeah. Because yeah. his talent is probably even as good as Fury's, if not better. Yeah. It's just whether he can take a heavyweight chin, you know? So, by the end of this year. Yeah, it looks like. Where do you think the title will be? Oh, Fury with them all. I, I hope them two get it on next so you can have an official, official, undisputed. He has them all. Now, eventually, the powers that be, well, we need that back because we need, and they'll rip them off and he won't be able to fight them all because there'll be so many mandatories. And what about poor Dylan White here? <laughs> he was there. He was there at the weekend again, going, oh, <laughs> waving at the camera. <laughs> Hi, I'm still around. Anyone giving me a go? Yeah, yeah, see you, mate. I'll see you at the bar. Poor fella. Like, I can't believe even... It's a popularity contest. Oh, him, 100%. And I don't mean to be disrespectful to him, but even, as I said, the likes of your Wilders and Usyk should be going for him straight away. Yeah. Because he's got a great stock and he's got a great ranking. Do do him and you're up. Yeah. Like that's, and I'm surprised he hasn't got that big stature fight since uh, since Joshua and whatever else. So yeah, it's a bit of a funny one. I but think uh, the Joshua and Fury fight, mm. I'd like to see... Wh- Dylan White get his chance at the end of the year or start the next mm, year mm. And, and fight the winner there just to give him that because he's it's nearly two years is it that two or three been, years yeah. since and he's fought anyone he's fought he's, he's bet him, so, so who knows there you go um, not that I think he's going to win but you never know in heavyweight boxing so. we had Roy Keane on the late late last week yeah and Toberty was getting to say woof <laughs> Which yeah, is funny. Yeah. Uh, this week we have Noel Quinn, so that'll be worth a watch. That will be worth a watch. Yeah, Apparently, uh, it's will he ask him the questions that we all want him to? The ask? The subject matters, like, th- yeah, you know yourself. Toberty can be a bit soft, but the subject matters will be the League of Ireland, the current situation, and um, potentially, I presume, Roy Keane, and apparently his biggest regret. So who knows what that is? Okay. Um, but interestingly enough, uh, hindsight's a wonderful thing, and the older you get, you look back. It was very interesting to see Keane going, yeah, yeah. Deep, deep down probably my mis- ultimately my mistake yeah you know which is very big of him to say but I will always still say at the end of the day the manager should never let his best players go he should have come oh, up with something I think it's both ways yeah, yeah. exactly he should have still come up with something even if Keane is the ultimate whatever who cares if if I was the manager I'd make sure he, ne- he never left I'd find a way yeah well Done and dusted. But Jesus, what is it? Twenty six years later, we're still debating it. <laughs> well, we're not. But we, it's it, when you look back, just a very brief. It was mental. I know. Yeah. Remember this? Uh, he was this. This. Uh, he was on all the seven up posters, and they were scrapping his eyes out, and others were saying here, others were saying try. Oh man, the I was in shock because he, I'm sorry, two thousand two, eighteen years ago. They, me- they messed with us because he was gone, and everyone was distraught. And then we got this glimpse. Oh, he's of coming hope. back! He's back. He's Bertie's on. on. I was like, yes. <laughs> Ah. Yeah, that's what football does to you. It tears you apart. So, yeah, there you go. Enjoy your football at the weekend, your T20 and whatever else is coming our way. Uh, United 5 0. Very impressive. Oh, Celtic done and dusted. 3 1. Uh, extra time with Arsenal. And obviously, you know, Wolves have got through. Ajax are out. Very interesting. And uh, yeah, so that's that. Uh, MLS kicking off this week. Obviously, with Beckham, as I said, with Inter Miami, they're the, the new club this year. Had a very quick look at the roster. Luis Robles is a goalkeeper. I think he was at Everton. That's all I know. I thought they'd have one player, but it's very much... Uh, Maybe we'll take a little closer look next week. At that. Exactly. But uh, yeah, we'll see. So anyway, enjoy your weekend, guys, and be good.